Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast, connecting you to the leading minds in home improvement to discuss all things marketing and leadership. And now, your host, Kyle Powers. Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Powers. I have an exciting episode for the listeners today as I have the man himself, Tony Hody, with me. And we are going to be discussing the age-old question of do you need more leads or do you just really need to handle the leads you already have better? We're going to specifically be talking about the inbound lead, how to get it right, but yet how so many companies get it wrong. So sit down, get ready to take some notes as there's going to be a ton of gold shared today. I'd like to welcome to the show, Tony Hody. Hello, Tony. Hey, Kyle. How you doing today? Awesome. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, really excited uh, to talk to you uh, about the topic we have today. Uh, and that is really, you know, do you need more leads or do you just need to get better at handling the leads you currently have? Uh, and so as we get into that, what are your, your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, no, that's a great topic. I think it's a topic for the ages, but, you know, particularly, you know, in this day and age with uh, the fish jumping in the boat, as we've said over and over again, um, you know, the home improvement market has been strong and there is a, a great number of inquiries. A lot of companies doing really, really well, but, you know, that prosperity tends to breed apathy and oftentimes we get sloppy. And it's very important, uh, particularly to, you know, at a time like this, to develop good habits so that they, you know, last and persevere and, and you build a culture around those good habits. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I've always wondered why it's almost like chasing the, the, the shiny new object. A lot of times when I work with a client and, you know, they're saying they need more leads. And the first thing I want to do is look at what they're currently doing and how they're converting those. And they always tend to not want to do that, you know, cause, <laughs> right? Because it's it's that uh, that inward look at at how can we, you know, because everyone, you know, there's a lot of great companies and, and the majority of our clients that we have do a lot, a lot of great things. But um, I think it's at any of that, when someone has to look internally, uh, it gets a little tougher. No, you're absolutely right. You know, for years and years, we've been fielding phone calls from, you know, companies around the country that, you know, want more leads, need more leads, and uh, at least that's what they think. And um, when you, you start to dig in and, and find out, um, you know, how quickly they're responding to their current inquiries, how well they're responding to their current inquiries, um, or how well they're following up on dormant inquiries, uh, you find out, you know, they may not need more leads. More leads might actually uh, compound the problem. And cost goes up. Absolutely. And so what are uh, some of the things that you see uh, with handling that inbound lead, uh, you know, that companies kind of get wrong? You know, so inbound inquiries are extremely valuable. They're usually very warm calls, you know, with high interest level. And so we know in this day and age, a lead in our industry is, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And so to fumble that inquiry is an extremely costly proposition. So the problem I see is that companies just aren't training. Uh, They may have initial training uh, before they put someone on the phones, but then that's it. You know, they, they 
you know, those folks that are answering the phones, if their shift begins at 9 a.m., oftentimes they're punching in at 8.58, 8.59, they're getting in their chair and they start fielding calls. And there's no practice, there's no role play, there's, you know, really no preparation, you know. And, you know, right now as, as the Olympics has just wrapped up, you know, you sit and think about the world-class athletes that spent four years preparing for, a race or an event that sometimes only lasts seconds or minutes. And, you know, that's what world-class is, is, is preparation, you know, lots of preparation so that, uh, you know, you're ready for the task. And you, we just don't see enough of that with our inbound callers and, and our, and our outbound callers as well. Yeah. I'm very few places I go that, uh, you know, role play is a, it's a common occurrence, and I've, I've always made that kind of same similar sports analogy that, you know, if you look at any championship team, you know, what do they do? They practice well and hard and often. They pr- practice more than they play, really. And if so if you look at it as, as being on the phone with that consumer uh, as, as game time, you know, how much practice have you put in? Uh, you know, a lot of these tend to be more entry-level positions, and if all you've done is that initial training with them, can't really expect too much out of it. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you're familiar with my friend Pat Burke, former NBA star, uh, spoke at LeadCon, and, you know, he talked quite a bit about how athletes learn from watching themselves. You know, you can tell them all you want, but, you know, when they study film and they see themselves being effective or being ineffective, they can start to, you know, make positive change around that. And I don't hear too many, you know, callers listening to their own recorded phone calls or listening to recorded phone calls of others, analyzing those calls, you know, and and learning from that. And there's a huge opportunity there and there's just not enough of it going on. We're too busy, you know, making the donuts to, to really, you know, get prepared for, for making a, a tastier, healthier donut. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think that's a, a great point right there is the recorded call. I mean, in today's world, really, if your company is not recording calls, um, it, it's something very easy and really very inexpensive today to be able to set up, uh, to have everything recorded um, and to be able to sit down with somebody and play that call that they had. I mean, it just breeds all sorts of different stuff. Uh, it's, it's an eye-opening experience if, if you've never done it with somebody and they never heard themselves and they think they're pretty good and then you play a call and they're like, oh, wow, I sounded horrible. Yeah, you know, it's invaluable. You know, the call recordings in marketing, uh, just an absolute home run. You know, we, we've been able to use it to, to help coach clients for, for years now. And, you know, it, it also has tremendous value in, in other aspects of the business from a liability standpoint, you know, you, you get customers that, you know, will claim that you made this promise or that promise, or you're supposed to be here today for the installation. And they're the ones who got it wrong. But when you can play the recorded phone call for them, uh, they, uh, they tend to have a change of heart on how they're treating you. So there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, absolutely. And so starting off kind of making sure, you know, we talked about, right practice, not just hopping right on the phone, but, you know, doing some role play, uh, as well as, you know, having a tool like recorded calls to be able to play back, uh, into, you know, coach and, and get better with, 
Um, but when it actually comes to the calls, Tony, what are, are some of the things that you're seeing, um, you know, people fumble questions that, you know, customers may have that, you know, callers get all wrong? Yeah, that's just it. You know, there, there are a number of really common questions, um, objections, you know, it, that consumers have. And because we know what those are, we really need to, you know, prepare and train around those. You know, obviously the first one that comes to mind is, you know, how much is a project like this going to cost? You know, that's got to be the the number one uh, question that consumers have when they first start to, you know, kick the tires and, 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 you know, put the feelers out there. They don't want to waste their time, um, you know, and they don't want to waste your time if, if the project's not, within the realm of possibility. And so that's a very frequently asked question. And most people fumble that and act as if they've never heard it before, even though it's something that we hear several times a day. Um, And so got to get prepared and got to get better at that. And so taking that question at how much, what are some ways that you see that people handle those uh, not so well? Um, You know, number one, giving price ranges right away, um, just rolling over and, and, and trying to appease the consumer with, you know, ballpark figures, um, is a mistake. Um, you know, giving them no information and saying, you know, I'm just a clerk on the phone. I can't answer that. Um, you know, that's not my department. Um, we need to come out, you know, those kinds of things also spook, uh, a large percentage of the consumers that call in. So, those are some of the, the, you know, the real common ways that people fumble that inquiry. And I know as uh, we, you know, we were talking in the pre-call that uh, so many of our, our clients are looking for that magic bullet, that special script that'll just get them through all of this. And really, we, we talk more of a methodology of, of asking questions, right, on how to uncover what the consumer you know, really needs and is looking for, uh, you know, to be able to help them out instead of just having some canned response. Uh, but if I was calling into your business and I asked, hey, how much, you know, how much does a project like that typically go for? How do you train your staff to handle that? So one thing that we do to train our staff, you know, on the regular when it comes to consumer inquiries, consumer questions is we really want them to get in the habit of saying, that's a great question. I'll be happy to help you with that. That's a great question. I'll be happy to help you with that. That's an intelligent question. I'll be happy to help you with that. Those kinds of responses um, really give people, put people at ease and make them eager to hear your response. The alternative of saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that, or I, I don't have that information, that closes people off and really turns the conversation in the wrong direction. And so we want to keep this conversation positive. We want these people, you know, we want to sell positive anticipation. They're going to get the information they're looking for. And so a great way to do that is to say, that's a great question. I'll be happy to help you with that. 
Awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I've I've always liked that that um, you know real positive side to it, and letting people know that hey, I'm here to help you out. Not I can't answer that. And with respect to pricing, you know what we can do at that point is after we've stated that that's a great question, I'll be happy to help you with that. We can simply explain that there are two major factors that are going to affect the cost of any home improvement project. The first is going to be the product itself, you know, and what within the product itself, certain styles, certain colors, certain options, certain sizes, all those things will affect the cost of the product itself. And then on the other aspect of it, the installation, the level of difficulty, you know, is this project on the ground floor or the second floor, you know, is this a brick home? Is this uh, a new home, an old home? Is it, you know, all those factors. So two major factors, you know, the product itself, and then of course the labor, the installation and end of it. And so, you know, we need some more information from you and it's totally free uh, for us to stop out and, and measure and inspect and get your feedback on colors, styles, options. That way we can leave you with a down to the penny price. That's accurate. And, uh, you know, that is usually well received by people we want to go visit with. <laughs> if yeah, it makes sense. Throw, yeah, it just makes sense to people. Now, if they throw a tantrum after uh, you explain good, logical, common sense, um, you probably don't want to go see those people anyway. Um, there, there's probably a reason why they're throwing a tantrum. You know, there's people, for example, that are selling their home and, you know, they just want the information to pass it along to the, the next uh, prospective buyer uh, or they're thinking about buying a home and they don't want to put an offer in until they know what a certain project would cost. So, you know, you know those are not people we really want to be visiting with anyway. So, you know, if you are successful at articulating you know, the, the common sense of uh, what will affect the cost, then you, like I said, the, the people we want to go visit with are going to be receptive to that. And I, I think that's a key statement there that, you know, the people that we want to go see, I think so many times a, a marketer or that person on the phone or at an event or any, you know, dealing with that consumer on that marketing level feels that they need to have an answer and to be able to to serve them, to help them out. And what I've found typically is that person that really beats you up on the price isn't interested anyways. It's that their sister's baby cousin was thinking about doing the project and they thought they'd give them the info or or the other statements like you've made. No, we, we don't want to go see those. But if you handle it the way that we're talking about handling it, usually it still ends okay. If you give the whole, I can't give you that information, I'm not that person, then that's when that kind of that argumentative, you know, uh, conversation takes place. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and that's why we have to maintain that kind of helpful approach that I'll be happy to help you with that. And um, let me explain that there are two major factors that affect the cost. On one side of it's the product. On the other side, it's the labor. And, you know, we, we go into why we need more information uh, on both. And, um, and, and that usually, like I said, will attract the right prospect and repel the wrong one. Absolutely. 
Uh, and that kind of brings us to uh, another common occurrence that happens. Phone rings, person answer it. And one of the very first things out of the consumer's mouth is, do you offer, and like if you're a window company, it might be, do you offer wood windows or do you an, uh, do you offer this specific, you know, company product um, or, you know, bass a lot. When I was doing bass, you know, do, do you guys just do that, go over the old? Uh, and they, they throw that question out with no context around it or anything. Uh, and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's all kinds of questions that consumers will hurl at you and like you said it very perfectly Kyle without enough context around it and so what we need to do is seek to understand before we wish to be understood we need to ask more questions you know sometimes questions are the answers you know as you mentioned earlier we get clients and inquiries all the time where marketers and home improvement owners are wanting to know the magic script, the lightning in the bottle, the perfect phraseology. And it's not always statements that uh, we're looking to give. A lot of times it's great questions. So when someone calls up and says, you know, do you carry X brand? A great response, believe it or not, is that's a great question. Why do you ask? And have a sincere tone in inquiring with the consumer why they want that particular brand. Get more feedback as to why. Then they may just say, oh, just because I heard it's a quality brand. <laughs> you, know, you, you have no idea why they're, they're looking into that. And it's very valuable information to have uh, to know why they asked that question. Yeah, it, could be ask, the, it could be the exact opposite too. It could be they absolutely heard it was a worthless brand and to stay away from it. They want nothing to do with you if you offer that brand. Very true. Very true. So, you know, without enough context around it, we need to seek to understand before we wish to be understood. Far too often, the mistake that's being made is we are providing a standard response that is not a question. There's no seek to understand. So someone calls up and asks, how long is the turnaround time or the lead time? If I place an order with you today, when can I have my windows installed? And someone may quickly reply four to six weeks, six to eight weeks, eight to 10 weeks, whatever their lead time is at the present moment. That is a mistake. You know, to seek to understand would be to say, that's a great question. Why do you ask? Do you have some pending plans that may be uh, that, or, you know, that need, they need to be completed. The project needs to be completed by a certain date. No, I was just wondering. Uh, or you may hear, well, you know, we're, we're snowbirds and we're leaving town and won't be back until sp spring. And if it can't be done by this date, then we don't even want to consider the project this year. So all kinds of extenuating circumstances that we would really like to, to know and understand. And, Great questions start great conversations, and that is the road to excellent qualification of a lead. So we need to empower our marketers to ask great questions instead of turning them into robots and giving them very standard, cold, rigid scripting. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've equated a lot of times lately when I've been out on the road working with clients, uh, trying to teach a new marketer 
uh, to understand about asking questions and how to ask, you know, multiple layers of questions, not even just the initial one, but how to keep asking questions and keep going. And I equate it to, you know, if you went to the doctor and said, hey, doc, you know, my elbow hurts. And he goes, oh, I'm going to give you a shot in your right foot and put a cast on your left foot. And that was the only conversation you had. You'd probably be a little weirded out, like, what's wrong with this doctor? Because that's not how they do it, right? They triage you. They, they ask, you know, well, what was going on? What did you do to your elbow? How long ago did you do it? What did it feel like? You know, and then they start, of course, prodding around, right? Does this hurt? Does this hurt? And then they make an initial recommendation of, hey, I think you might have broke your elbow. Let's get some x-rays. And they take you through this whole process. So when they finally offer you a solution... To fix that elbow, you, you believe that that's the right thing to do because they've triaged. And I think that's the same thing with a lead is that when we truly understand their problem, we've asked all those questions. I think that then gives us the right to offer them a solution, which is, you know, the, the value of the visit, why we should come out and see them. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you, you have to, you know, really, you know, as the old saying goes, uh, you know, diagnosis, you know, without um, prognosis is malpractice. So uh, pro prognosis without diagnosis is malpractice. And, you know, it's the same thing in our business, as you stated. You know, if we fail to really uncover their true concerns, their true needs and wants, then we can't possibly make the right recommendations to them. Um, so seeking to understand before you wish to be understood is just such a, a fundamental philosophy to have in, in, you know, fielding inquiries and, and, you know, generating leads in general. Because yeah, I see it so many times that, you know, a marketer will come back to me and say, oh, I just set the best lead ever. Uh, and for one reason or another, that lead never even ends up issuing or running. Uh, and, and it's very simply because they didn't follow essentially the steps, not necessarily the script, but the steps, right? They didn't uncover that need. They just took it that, oh, you need windows? Oh, you're, you're calling? Oh, we can help you. We can have someone out there, you know. And then a lot of times they just take what the, the consumer says, you know, hey, could you guys come out in two weeks? Oh, sure can, right? They don't they don't take control of that conversation and, and get the most out of it to still go back and ask what's going on with those windows that you're even calling us um, and, and really asking all those questions and then also still giving that proper value of the visit to them to create that excitement uh, and to set it close uh, to get out and see them. And I think that's, to me, that's one of the biggest tragedies that, that I see with clients is that when you have that super excited customer, that customer that is interested and you don't handle it right, you almost kind of turn them away and turn it into a not so great lead. Yeah, there's no doubt that you know failing to 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 really dig in and 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 have some of these conversations is going to lead to a less qualified lead. And and as you also mentioned, you know, allowing the consumer to just direct the call in every way. Um, is a dangerous situation, not only from a qualification standpoint, but also from the speed to lead scenario, you know, from scheduling, you know, really offering them, you know, options that are immediate is so critical. I realize that some of us may not have the sales capacity to get out there today or tomorrow, but if you do, you know, those, those um, scheduling opportunities need to be offered to the consumer so we can get there 
sooner and have higher conversions as a result. Yeah, I know in our our pre-call, we had talked about kind of what your business experienced over the 4th of July. Uh, And this kind of goes back to, you know, do you need more leads or do you need to, you know, handle the leads you got differently, um, you know, already? And, you know, could you share with the listeners what your company experienced over the 4th of July when kind of leads slow down a little bit? So we typically experience um, slight, you know, slow down or, or decrease in lead flow during the around the 4th of July and also um, after Thanksgiving and, and around, you know, the Christmas holiday. So we, we have some strategies that we employ during those times of year. There's really only two times that we experience that, that lull uh, in lead flow. And this year, you know, we noticed just a slight dip in, in lead flow around that time. But what we also noticed was that we were able to get to consumers faster um, because we had fewer leads on the schedule. And as a result of getting to consumers faster, we did not experience any loss in sales. Uh, instead, you know, our conversions were higher and, as you know, it made up for, you know, the lack of, uh, of lead flow during that time. So that was an eye-opening, you know, experience to see that. Um, and we've seen that phenomenon before, but really, you know, something that people need to pay attention to regarding how important speed to lead is yeah absolutely absolutely those are some great points there um and so that's kind of you know bringing us towards the end of the show here tony a lot of great uh things for the listeners to dissect and 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 really dig into but um you know that brings us to power's powerful point and what powerful point do you have for the listeners today you know i just think it's so critical uh, that home improvement companies not only record their calls and and use those recorded calls for coaching and training but that they do mystery shopping or secret shopping and you know there's more than one way to do that you know you can you know obviously fill out uh, you know bogus inquiries through your website and check the response time on how quickly your staff is getting back to those inquiries are they calling are they texting are they emailing are they, you know, really trying to connect with the consumer by land, by air, by sea, or are they just trying to reach them through one channel, leaving a message and hope that they call back in a reasonable time frame? You know, really checking that response time and all the different channels, making sure that everything's working properly, the web forms are working properly, and, and the staff is working properly. You know, you have to inspect what you expect. And the same is true with actual inbound calls, you know, really testing the skill level of your staff with some mystery callers that are offering up those same common questions we talked about. You know, what's a project like this cost? How how quickly can you turn it around for me? Do you offer this brand? Do you offer that style? Some of the common questions you get and making sure that your people are not just able to do them, but highly proficient at handling those common uh, questions and objections. And if you've never done that before, hold on, because you're going to hear stuff you probably thought you would never hear. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, oftentimes our clients are blown away when they hear some of the recorded phone calls. They're frustrated, disappointed. They, they can't believe that, 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 you know, people were put on hold for, 
extended periods of time and all, all kinds of things like that, uh, failure to respond. So it's definitely important to inspect what you expect. Uh, and so that's a, a very powerful point. And with that being said, uh, Tony, I believe we have a, an offer for the listeners, right? If they would like us to secret shop them. Yeah, we, we really want to, you know, offer a, f- a free mystery call to anyone who would like to take advantage of it. You know, we can, you know, like I said, fill out an inquiry through your web form or we can call into the office and have that call recorded and, and share some opportunities with you to increase conversions through, you know, better scripting, better training. And, you know, we, we just really believe in the importance of that and we'd like to extend the offer to anyone listening. Um, you know, feel free to reach out to us at tonyhody.com. You can uh, send us an email through the website and we'd be happy to get that process started for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's all the key to, to work on that when times are good right now, because I mean, at some point, no matter what, even if it's just the seasonal holiday, you know, pullback that, that you tend to get after Thanksgiving, but at some time, the phone's going to stop ringing as much. And those that have the, you know, the proper way of doing things and to be very efficient, you know, will be the ones that will continue to win. Yeah, they, 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 you know, it's been said over and over again that, you know, people form habits and habits form futures. You know, the, the same is true for companies, you know, companies form habits, and those habits form cultures. And, you know, you really want to shape and mold your culture the right way so that regardless of economic conditions or, you know, market conditions, that you are handling things the best way possible. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, looking forward to having you on the show again. Our, uh, you know, our talks always uh, bring out some really great points, and I think uh, a listener could listen to this episode multiple times and continue to work on just very simply how they answer the phone and, and go about an inbound inquiry uh, to just get overall better. So thank you for your time, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. All right, Kyle. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. For a free consultation on how Tony Hody Training and Consulting can assist with your home remodeling business, please visit TonyHody.com. That's T-O-N-Y-H-O-T-Y.com. Thank you for listening.